Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, November 22nd. This is episode number 174. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Rod? Going about as well as it can be when you are a fan of a three and seven football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> understandable. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is Thanksgiving week. We got to, you know, I guess be thankful maybe for some other things, if not for the Browns record, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a football team. That's true. That's true. Um, our, our guest wishes his town had one. Yeah. That's right. I'd still be cheering for the Browns, though. I'm not going to lie to you. That's it. I can't get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Our guest is is Jody Gibson. Jody, you can find uh, Jody on Twitter at uh, J-A-G- Vintage 73. Uh, Jody, how are things going? Good, good. I mean, other than other than, you know, our team, um, yeah. things are good. I know I, I, I got a couple complaints, actually. Hold on here. I'll, I, I'm not a fan of the time change and and the colder weather. So, I mean, other than that and football, everything else is pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you look for the bright spots. Control the you... things you can control, right? <laughs> That's exactly it. It's exactly it. That's right. So, um, so yeah, Jody, it's great to be talking to you. Um, yeah. You know, we've we've uh, talked on, you know, just on Twitter a bit. So I've been looking yeah. forward to talking to you here. So this is pretty cool. Yeah, so, thanks for um, having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're you're in uh, Aurora, Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of cool. So you're close to Toronto, right? Yeah, just north, about thirty minutes north of Toronto. Okay. And um, I guess it would be a good place to start just to let you talk about your Cleveland Browns journey and how, <laughs> how you became a Browns fan, um, because everybody's yeah. got their own unique story. And with you be, being in Canada, and I know you said you've um, lived all over in Canada on that, mm-hmm. I think it'd um, be interesting to hear how you became a Browns fan and, you know, maybe some of the, um, you know, experiences or, or whatever you want to pass along. Yeah, sure. I like I said, I've been all over Canada. You know, I grew up out west in British Columbia, and then in, uh, after that, we lived up in Thunder Bay, Ontario, north of uh, uh, north of Minnesota, there in Lake Superior. And uh, I, you know what? I, I was a pretty athletic kid. Played a lot of hockey. I played football through high school and a little junior football. And you know, and uh, when I was, oh God, I don't know how I must have been about 13, 14. Um, watching the NFL on Sundays. And for some reason we would, we would get, you know, we get Detroit games, but they were terrible other than Barry Sanders. But other than that, they were terrible. We get Philly games, Minnesota games, and this crazy town and fan base would show up on my table every, every once in a while, the Cleveland Browns in this dog pound. And uh, I remember as a kid just watching, I thought these people were just awesome <laughs> it was fun to watch <laughs> and at that time too you know it was you know in 85 you know bernie and the boys and uh you know mac and biner and uh it, it, what wasn't there to love right i mean you turn the tv on and you see the dog pound going crazy the team was competitive and fun to watch and full of personality and that that sort of hooked me there and uh from that point on it was like I said, I, I can't get rid of them. So, you know, and God knows we've all tried as Brown fans for some of the, some of the, what they've dealt us over the years. But, you know, that, that's, that's how I became a Browns fan. And it, like I said, in 85, uh, Bernie and the boys. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been a love hate ever since. <laughs> yeah. And people have kind of said something somewhere before. And, and um, obviously that was, uh, for many of us, that was the heyday, you know, the, the mid eighties. Um, a lot of the guys you talked about and, and half the other guys on the team that we all just Mm -hmm. loved, you know, um, watching at that point. But, you know, you mentioned the dog pound first and a couple of other people have said that same thing where it's almost like it, the team was there and you admired the team and the team was good but it was the maybe the in, infectiousness of the of the fan base that almost drew exactly. in more. It's true. It is true. I mean, because you just saw it and it looked like it. It, it was mayhem, right? You'd be, you look in the, the fan base, the people dressed up, the 
you know, beer splashing everywhere. Uh, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun to see. And, you know, like Cleveland's a smaller city, right? And the passion and the love of the people were just love that team. And, uh, you know, it was pretty devastating, pretty devastating when, when the team was lost. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I never cheered for another team after the Browns lost the team. Like I was like, I'd follow football, but it never, never really, I never had that feeling again, right? Of being excited about watching a football game, even, even watching the Super Bowls. It was like, yeah, I'm watching the Super Bowl, big deal. Um, and then when they got the team back, I was, I was thrilled. I was just, I couldn't believe it, right? I was like, you know, and, you know, it was a little hard watching Drew Carey run them out on the field that first game, but it was, uh, I was still very, very, I knew the jokes were coming from the Steelers and everybody else after that, but, uh, but it was great to have the team back and you're right. It is the fan base. And, you know, I think, you know, over the years of going to games and meeting people like, like yourself and your brother, Jeff, um, it, it, it tells you a lot about Cleveland, um, the fan base itself and the love for the team, because, you know, I've, I've brought a lot of people with me to games. And the first thing they say is, Holy crap, the people down there are amazing. Like they, they were so nice. It was so much fun. You know, it was, and, and that's, that's the piece I like, right. I like, I like that. I love the, I love the fan base is just something else. And you're right. I think that draws a lot of people in. So tell me this, do you, do you feel like the fan base is the same or do you feel like it's changed since that period in the mid eighties? Oh, it's, it has changed. I mean, you get different generations of people, right? I mean, you yeah. know, you, you, you talk to somebody who's a fan, like you look at uh, one of the millennials, or if you look at somebody who's Gen Z right now, like they've never, they never experienced what, what we did in 85, right? Um, mm-hmm. And the level of excitement, and the closer they came, I mean, was a couple of years ago when Baker came into that game and uh, and one that helped win that Jets game. That The level of excitement just rose from that. So that's their closest um, feeling to that. Um and I think there's a lot of fans that, that like kids, like think of when the team came back, you'd be, you'd be 23 right now, 22 right now. And you never experienced a winning team really. Like that's, that's hard. I mean, it's hard for us. It's hard for us to really think, think about that and um, the disappointment. So I think it's, there's a lot of resentment with this fan base uh, and I think there's a lot of people are just kind of fed up and I don't think social media helps either. Right. So, um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Browns, you know, the Browns, Browns were in the playoffs, um, you know, with that big one over the Steelers and then, you know, and, and, um, actually hung tough with the chiefs. Um, Oh yeah. It was amazing. So, so we had that, but, um, that still felt like, you know, at that point that, um, that the Browns were building I did, you know, I up to so something too. at that point. You felt like they were going to come back the next season even better, yeah. you know. Um, and and then we're kind of we've kind kind of drifted back. You know, the next season was the was the was Baker's injury season. Oh, now yeah. we got this season. Um, yeah. The air so. came out uh, the moment Baker's shoulder. He banged up his shoulder. Um, it yeah. just felt like the air came out of like everybody. Like you just, you could feel it. Um, and they just never, never got back. Couldn't get back on track. Right. Unfortunately. So. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, there's a lot of stuff going on. So yeah. let me just give a couple of news things here and then we'll, then we'll talk about the game that happened Sunday. So, so Joe Thomas is officially a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Is, mm-hmm. Does this surprise either of you guys that he made it this far in the process? <laughs> no, no. I, I, no. I, the only thing that surprised me that it's a semifinalist. He should just be put in the Hall of Fame. I mean, why does he even have to go through this stuff? I, I, mean, I agree, hundred percent. Just, like, just uh, fast track him and just you know. Yeah. He should be getting his speech ready right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's going to be a good speech. One hell of a speech. Let me tell you. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and this goes back to the game guys, but, uh, Ethan Posek, uh, is on IR. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Brown signed uh, Craig. Um, shoot, I wrote I, I read this three times of how to say his name. I think it's uh, Mats. Okay. The center um, who who has started 32 games in the NFL, um, six four three ten, but he started you know, he started with the Texans, uh, mm-hmm. Dolphins, and Bills. So um, so he's been around. So hopefully he can uh, you know um, fit in nicely because um, it was a rough I'm jumping ahead on the game, but um, but yeah, uh, Yelda Froholt. I mean, love the guy. He's you know he's done everything the Browns have asked of him. Mm-hmm. But um, there were a couple of issues with him playing center. Um, yeah. You know, but I mean, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna trash the guy at all because oh, no. man, you know, he, he's just next man up, and he just went in there and did his job and did the best he could, and um, you know, um, they just, he's just, you know, he's just, you can tell he's not a guy who's been um, practicing at center. A lot. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And and yeah. watching the game, you like the Bills knew it too. I mean, yeah. Like every play blew up right up the middle. Um, and that I, I don't agree with the double quarterback sneak call. Um, but uh but I mean they came right through and over. I mean, it was it was obvious. They 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 knew what we were doing, but at the same time they knew he was uncomfortable there and they they dot they just they just went after him all day. And you could tell, I mean, Nick was getting hit back. Chubb was getting hit in the backfield over and over and over again. It's just, it was hard. Yeah, to, it was hard that, to watch. Yeah. That part was not fun to watch. No. Uh, also, um, Dakota Allen was signed off the practice squad by the Broncos. Um, he's, he's appeared in four games for the Browns. I think most mm-hmm. on special teams. Um, Brown signed safety. Um, Safety Bubba Bolden and offensive tackle Will Holden. Those guys have both been in for tryouts. Um, yeah. Just to kind of uh, fill, in, fill in the practice squad. Um, you know, guys, I was looking at the inactives again for, you know, for that Bills game. And uh, Prairie on Winfrey inactive. Um, you get you guys get the feeling he's done here? I mean, how many weeks, um, you know, discipline do you have with a guy before he's just kind of in the doghouse permanently. I mean, how, how do you feel about him, Jeff, at this point? Uh, you know, there's been other guys that have gotten in the doghouse um, and eventually worked their way out and become productive players. Um, uh, that's really on Perion. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. when he decides to become a professional and start taking his job seriously, um, you know, I think there's opportunities for him here. Um, but it's on him. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not like it's. It's tough to get playing time at defensive tackle here. Right oh. Yeah. No. Oh, exactly. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess he was. He was the main guy I saw, and I'm not going to say it was a surprise. I just noticed no. that he was inactive again, and Isaiah it's, Thomas inactive. Um, yeah, that's the one I was a little more surprised with there. Um. Because he. I guess he, what, he showed with well trade, the other day. Yeah, he's played he's played pretty well. You feel yeah. like uh, like Chase Winovich got you know got a uh, a start you know was activated over him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised by it too. And with with too. Per, with Perry on it, I I'm leaning towards done, and and I'm all for giving guys, you know, like Jeff said, like you know, people work their way out. But I, I think it's a bigger situation when, like, you know, veterans come out and talk about situations. And early on, I mean, if, I think it was, was it Miles or somebody said basically, and I don't know, I can't remember exactly how they said it, but it basically said he's got to grow up. Um, yeah. And I, I think that piece there is telling right there because I Thanks. think – I, I don't see. see I, I'm a Miles fan of that. I, I I like that, Jody. I mean, I, I'd like oh, to yeah. see more of that. You know, where, I agree. Where I guys agree. mentor younger players and, and and teach them how to be pros versus just pointing their finger at a guy who's not doing his job. I agree. Uh, yeah. And, and I yeah. and I think I'm this like team of all teams needs more of that right now because there's there's something going on in that dressing room and uh, um, there's a lot of guys talking out of the side of their mouth right now. Um, where I'd rather, you know, I wish they'd own it 
figure out what's going on in the dressing room and, and go with it. I, I agree with you, Jeff. It's, we need more of that on this team. Yeah. So, I think it goes back to, to what you were talking about earlier, Jody, about, you know, the the expectations and mm-hmm. and, you know, the personality of the team, you know, that, yeah. you know, since the Browns have been, I don't think they recaptured that personality, like you were saying that, you know, the fans don't feel it, um, the stadium's different, um, you know, the players are all different, and we just don't have that, that experience winning to fall back on because it's just, yeah. it's been so sporadic, you know, and, yeah. and the, the personality just isn't there, you know, just to, you know, early in the game, you have a few hiccups and, and mm-hmm. you can, you know, you hope you can get past them, but you know, then the big thing happens and, and you, you just see the air go out, you know, it goes out of the fan base, it goes out of the players. And, and the next thing you know, it's a runaway. Yeah. And this team just doesn't have the tools you know, to, to get back in it. Like you said, you, you want a team to be competitive all the time. Um, but they just lack, they lack that foundation to fall back on. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to watch and you can, you can almost pinpoint different parts in games where you feel that happen, where you can just mm-hmm. see the players, um, and the compete driven out of them. Um, and it's hard and you're exactly right. Jeff. It's hard to watch because, if you look at what this, like what we remember watching back in the day, like the compete in the guys, even when they're down a game, some of these guys, like you look at, I think, think Matthews ever quit or stopped playing hard. Like never. Yeah. I mean, it just, and he wouldn't let any of the guys on the team. Right. I mean, he just wouldn't. Um, but right. I, there's yeah. something deeper. Yeah, and you I just think. don't, you don't see that. I don't, I don't think there's a guy or, or group of guys on this team that can lift the other guys up like that. You know, I mean, yeah. I think Jacoby has tried really hard offensively. I think so, um, yeah. I think he's, he's he t- yeah. did an admirable job this week. You know, well, he was great. Throwing for yeah. 300 yards. But, you know, he just, I, he just doesn't have that ability, you know, to, to yeah. put guys, put the team on his back. Yeah. Um, like, you know, Bernie Kosar did yeah. back in the day. You know, yeah. um, like a Clay Matthews did for the defense. You know, I just we just don't have those personalities, and it's it's it's, it's just, such a hard thing. You know, when you yeah. when you get down in a game and you just know you're out of it. I know it's you, you know what it's. Uh, I wonder too if it's it's kind of a lame duck situation, Jacoby too, right? Because he knows he's not going to be the guy in two weeks, and I wonder if yeah. I wonder if that's been a hindrance too, right? Um, like you said, he wants, it seems like he's wanted to put the guy, I mean, I think I tweeted our last game, like he, he never gives up. They were out of the game and he, what did he had that scramble? He took a shot. He took another shot. He, yeah. you know, he, you know, he might not be a true starting quarterback in the NFL, but like he gives it all he's got and you got to yeah. admire that. Right. But I just don't see that reciprocated by the rest of the, and I wonder if that's part of it. Right. If, do you, do you think the Carolina Panthers would like to have Jacoby Brissett starting for them right now? <laughs> I think I, they would take Jacoby Brissett. I think they, I think they take a look, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I've watched a couple of those games and um, they, they, you know, Baker looks really rough. Um, but uh, that, that offense, like from top to bottom, they, I, I'm, I'm actually glad we have our offense. I'm not gonna let you I'll, I'll, right. I'll take our because I watched a few games and they're rough. Like that line's terrible. The, mm-hmm. the, the, who is their coach there who got fired? I'm blanking on his name there, but I think, I think when I heard Baker was going there, I was like, that could be the end of his career, right? <laughs> right. That, that coach. Uh, I, was I terrible. think everybody knew that their offensive line was not good. Oh, right. terrible. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah that's, a problem. that's a big problem. I but, think Jacoby yeah. has has done what he set out to do this year, you know, which was yeah. really an eleven game audition yeah. for a starting gig somewhere next year. And I agree. Yeah, he's earned it. Yeah, I, I think I, he deserves I, a shot for sure. Yeah, I wish him well. I mean, the, the, yeah. I see people talking about well, we need to bring him back as a backup. That's not what Jacoby's here for. No, I agree. He's, he's not coming back. He's here because he wants to be a starter next year, and I think he's earned yeah. it. Yeah, I do too. I mean. I think Rod, you posted, wasn't he? He's he's projecting yeah, numbers we haven't seen in a in a Browns quarterback in how many years? Like, yeah, I mean, he's actually we, like we almost. Talked, I think on the last <laughs> yeah, last podcast yeah, or, or uh, maybe the one before, but yeah, he's actually with that with that 324 yard performance, he's yeah. bumping up his average a little bit. He's on pace to 
to to come in only like 55 yards behind the the franchise record for passing yards and we, i know it's in in 17 games versus 16 and and a few people come come back most people understood what i was saying but a few people yeah. come back and they're like well you know but but brian sipe won and brian sipe was an mvp and i wasn't comparing him to brian no. sipe i'm simply saying we haven't had a guy put up these kind of passing numbers you know, ever, you know, yeah. I mean, ever in the new franchise, you know, nobody's throwing 4,000 yards no, and Jacoby would be on pace to do it. And I don't care if it's in 17 games. No, no. the thing is, Rod, to, to do that, you have to have somebody who's willing to throw the ball. You have to have a coach who's willing to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. You have to have a quarterback who's willing to throw the ball and you have to have receivers who are able to catch the ball. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. You know, what is, what does that tell you about our offense this year? We've got tools. <laughs> it, it's changing. Absolutely. Well, and you guys know that um, we've got three guys that are are pretty close to on on pace for a thousand yard seasons. Yeah, right. this year. How you good know? is Cooper? How good has Cooper been? I mean, Cooper's like, been amazing. I I knew he was good, but I you know he played in Dallas, and I I can't watch Dallas, so I didn't really try to say <laughs> it. Um, but. My well, God, he, he had it kind of tough in Dallas because they had three receivers there. He would go some yeah. games and not even get a ball thrown to him. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm thinking, what was happening down there? <laughs> I don't get he it either. He's so good. He is. You know, Amari been... Cooper did did what we expect him to do, which is, you know, he creates some separation. Yeah. Uh, he runs great routes. He can throw it to him. The guy that really impressed me on Sunday was DPJ. Oh, Because he's yeah. he never has separation. <laughs> yeah, he's every catch really is good. contested. Right? I, I actually and think he, he's, he's better hanging on receiver. the ball. Uh, yeah, I think he's a better receiver when he has contested catches because I've seen him drop those ones going across the middle over the last couple of years. But if he's got a guy hanging off him, he's got to make some spectacular catch. He does it. He's like he's like softball guy, you know, the guy the ball's hit right to him and he can't catch it. But mm-hmm. you hit it 10 feet left or right, he makes this, you know, beer in one hand and smoke in the other, and somehow he comes up with the ball. Like, <laughs> right. DBJ is in traffic. He is, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd put him up there with, like, you know, what's his name? Williams, Mike Williams and that from uh, from the Chargers. Like, yeah. those guys just seem to be incredible in when they have no space. And that that's a good quality. I like that out of him, yeah. So I'm feeling uh, yeah. good about our wide receiver room, which was a Me huge too. question mark coming into this year. Yeah. I hope they can find one more, you know, in this. Uh, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate we don't have ones anymore because that Harrison Jr. kid, oh, my God. I, I He'd look so good in brown and orange. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he pretty good. good. Oh, yeah, my God. going to be Fire. pretty good, yeah. 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 But I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping Barry can find another – you know, I'm, I'm hoping that he can find that big physical. I'd like to see a big physical wide receiver to go along with these with these guys who are great runners and and with the speed. Right. I'd like to see that big target. Yeah. Yeah. I still think we need a guy that can take the top off the defense. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. You know, we've got a guy who can do it. It just he's just hasn't been reliable. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't yeah. think he's long for this roster. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I would think probably not. Yeah. With I think Jacoby com- completing 28 of 41, and, and he never even got one thrown his way. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think it's going to happen for him. No. So we need, we do need to find a speed guy, a guy who can separate. Um, yeah. But I feel really good about the other guys that we have. Me too. Uh, with, yeah. with the exception of the tight end position. I mean, <laughs> you know, Rod, we, we talked a little bit yeah. back around draft time. Yeah. Um, how badly this franchise needed to draft a tight end. Yeah. Um, you know, and there were some good beyond, ones in that draft. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and, you know, we traded out of the fourth round, I think, um, yeah. where the guys were still sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, very disappointing to me. And, and, you know, just watching Harrison Bryant, uh, drop touchdowns. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, Farrell Brown, give him credit, um, you know, for, for a mid season addition off of a waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's out there giving it his all, but, um, Man, those we're struggling at the, back, yeah. at the second and third tight end right now. Yeah, yeah I know. Between those two balls, I mean, that was a big turnaround Huge, right yeah. there. Yeah, um, I if, agree. if Bryant or Brown catch that ball, and, and you know, yeah. um, it is. But well, let's talk just about the game just here for a minute because mm-hmm. 
I've got a couple things to say here, guys. Uh, you know, the Browns, and and I know the score looks closer than the game was because the of Browns course. scored, you know, with what, um, 10 seconds left or something like that. Yeah. Two uh, touchdowns in the last six minutes. Yeah. 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 So, so it's 31-23. Browns lose by eight. Yeah. Um, a few things here, guys. Uh, to me, the Browns, the Browns' defense was not that bad in this game. Okay, and I know they gave up 31 points. They, they gave up six field goals to the Bills. Yeah. They held them to, yeah. to two touchdowns. Uh, they, they just let them drive a little bit too far between the 20s, yeah. you know, a little bit more than usual. But the defense was not bad. They're, they were pretty impressive in, in the first half, holding yeah. the Bills to, what, 10 points, I think, in the first half, or was it yeah. 13? They held, um, they held Allen in check. They really did. It's just that did. last pass of the first half they, where there was – and I think that's that's what we've seen consistently with the D. Like you said, it's not all bad, but then suddenly there's a blow up like that one where Diggs of all people has nobody within 15 yards of him, and we're only on the 12, yeah. and they're only on the 12 yard line. And I'm like, wow. And people that's, people that's will crazy. point to that one play, mm-hmm. okay, and yeah. and it's a terrible play, okay, but it's still Stephon Diggs, and even if you got two guys on him, he still might catch that ball. You yeah, have to exactly. realize who you're playing in the in the Bills, okay. Mm-hmm. And right. and you you have to realize also that um, their field goal kicker kicked what a fifty six yarder when his um, as one of those field goals his longest of the season was what fifty or fifty one yeah yeah and one of his field long, goals yeah. was fifty six yeah um, um Jacoby Brissett outperformed Josh Allen in this game Brissett was um, he was great he was he great was incredible night. Josh Allen looked like he didn't practice all week which yeah. he really didn't um. Yeah. Been uh, the, Browns, the Browns still can't stop the run. It doesn't matter yeah. who's running the football. Singletary and Cook, they had two backs each run for 86 yards. And the Bills don't want to run the football. They want to throw it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the thing that the, the thing that keeps popping up are, are special team issues. With a field goal oh. blocked, we're giving up big returns. Yeah. Um, people and complain about Joe Woods every week, no matter what yeah. happens. And and I agree, it would have been great to hold the Bills to say twenty five. If you hold the Bills to twenty five, you got to feel pretty good, okay? Exactly. Bills got Bills got a couple extra field goals. Other than that, I feel like the defense was not terrible in this game. No, they they've they've looked worse. I mean, they they've looked you've worse. All seen he they they weren't god awful in this game. Yeah, um, yeah, and I didn't feel I, I really didn't see a tremendous lack of effort anywhere no. watching this game. But no, special teams is is starting to bother me, um, it, and I kind of wonder what you guys think because we hear about Joe Wood's job week in and week out. What about Mike Prefer? I think his, he's done. I think he's done after this season. It's okay. it's been a couple years of really you know, subpar special teams play. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's not just, you know, it's, it's a blocked field goal. Yeah. Um, it, it's a fact that um, we, we, uh, other, you know, other than, um, other than Jerome Ford having big returns. I mean, other than that. He does look good he, back there. He does. He looks <laughs> he really does. good. Looks other really than that, good you know, it's, it's typically a fair catch on the punt. Um, yeah. But we're giving up returns. Um, we never have a blocked anything. No. Um, and and I know you don't expect those every game, but but it's almost like it's almost like we're playing like we're like we're going into a safe formation on every yeah. one of these things. Yeah. And I think the last time we were excited over a uh, a punt return was preseason two years ago that the young kid. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but it's the guy OBJ gave a pair of shoes. Did you remember that? That kid could fly. And he ran one back in preseason, and that's the last time I can remember oh. being excited. I can't remember his name, though. Yeah, um, the the kick returner who didn't make the team, right? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. That, I mean, and that was preseason. So, But it's been a few years. Like, a few it, it years of just really mundane, lackluster yeah. performance on. Yeah, and it's. I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to be – I don't. I think there's going to be some changes in the offseason, right? Um, I don't think they have much choice, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I don't see Stefanski go anywhere. I think he, I think he does a lot of good things, um, but I, I also want to see him grow. Like I, there's some things I get frustrated with. I like, it just seems last game like by the time he adjusts, it's too late. He doesn't adjust quick enough. I don't, 
Uh, there's just certain things about his about his coaching and play call that drives me crazy. But overall, I think he deserves a shot with a you know to see how it runs next year with you know with a tier one quarterback, right? So let's see what happens. Yeah. So Jeff, do you have, do you have uh, anything you want to say about prefer and special teams? Because you and I talked a little bit, and you were talking about you know the fact that Cade York's a rookie and. You know, and I really have a hard time knowing on these kicks, on uh, the kicks that are blocked, if it's Cade York or if it's the blocking scheme or or why the kicks are being blocked. It, it's hard to see it, you know, on TV without really watching a good uh, replay, yeah. you know, and seeing what mm-hmm. exactly happened. I don't know if it's Prefer's fault, Cade York's fault, um, if guys aren't, you know, aren't if, if they're not picking up blocks, you know, guys uh, coming into at the ball the way they should be or what. So I really don't know who to blame, but um, didn't know your thoughts on that. I, I saw something. Kevin Stefanski said that on the blocked field goal, he thought it was a trajectory issue as opposed mm-hmm. to a blocking issue where, you know, I think at times Cade York just is high on the ball for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. When he, when he kicks and, and, and it, it just – it starts out low and it gives guys a chance to get their hands up. And, um, you know, if there's one thing the NFL does well is, you know, they, they, they spot trends and they, and they, and they imitate previous issues. So, you know, everybody in the league's got to know that you get your hands up, you know, when, when K York's kicking a field goal and, and until he mm-hmm. figures out, um, you know, how to be consistent as a kicker, um, I think you're just going to be prone to that. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. From the special teams in general, I'll, I'll just add this. Um, you know, you you sent me a note about um, the the second onside kick. I mean, the first onside kick was horrible. Probably <laughs> the worst onside kick I've ever seen in my life. It um, was. I don't know if you could do it any worse. The second one was executed really well. Okay? It, it was. And 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 Ronnie Harrison was probably you know three ounces of stickum away from coming down with that ball, which yeah. hasn't happened for us in, you know, I don't know. Well, they said six years. Six years <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but, but to me, that's, that's the difference between things going incredibly well and things going incredibly badly. You know, is that it, you're, you know, you're, you're talking about inches. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if Ronnie Harrison is, you know, able to pull that ball down, you know, yes, you're down in 19 seconds, right? but but at least as a fan base, we feel like, hey, you know, we still got, you know, you got, a, you got yeah. a couple of chances to toss one right. down there and see what happens. Yeah, it's happened and, and to us. That, actually, had the chance, and all that doom and gloom goes away, right? I yeah. Mean, it, yeah, it's just it's those little things that that just keep convincing us that this is a losing franchise. You know, we we just need a couple things to go our way. Mm-hmm. That you know to to get that mojo back and start feeling like hey you know we we we've got a shot in these games you know yeah. but the, the thing is you got to remember like you said who we're playing you know we're, we're playing the Bills who are a good football team you know we, yeah. when we played the schedule game at the beginning of the year did anybody really think we were going to beat the Bills no you know I mean, and if I told you going in you know before week one that you know. We're going to play the Bills in, in week 10 or week 11 of game number 10. And, you know, we're going to score more touchdowns than they did. We're going to hold Josh Allen under 200 yards. We're going to give up mostly field goals to them. Okay. Um, you'd have to feel pretty good about us being able to play toe-to-toe with the Bills. Now, the game was a blowout until six minutes left. I mean, we were down yeah. 18 points. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. in reality – it wasn't as close as the final score looked, but the reality is, is I think from a play to place standpoint, we were competitive with the bills. We just didn't yep. put points on the board like they yeah. did. I, I think I was surprised too. I mean, going into the game, I have a couple of good friends from Ottawa who are big bills fans and they, they were all over me, but they said, you know, Hey, if Nick Chubb gets going. We can't stop the run. And I think that was, that's the thing that surprised me about the game the other day was, that their rushing game was on point mm-hmm. and we, and we, but we outpassed them. Like Jacoby blew it up. Um, it was just the reverse yeah. of what I thought was going to happen there. Yeah. Which is why I don't play fantasy football. 
right now. <laughs> um, yeah, who's starting Jacoby Brissett over Josh Allen in that game? Yeah, uh, right. fantasy wise. But but yeah, I mean, really, you 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 go back to the um, Harrison Bryant and Farrell Brown. Those two drops. You know, mm-hmm. if they somehow get a touchdown there. And then, you know, it wasn't too much later when they had the uh, the fumbled snap, um, yeah. you know, with the elder fro hold in. Um, yeah. And uh, again, not getting on him, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's some, something that happens when you're on your, you know, what's your third center. Um, mm-hmm. And when does know? Nick Chubb drop a ball? Like the fumble early, like he never fumbles the ball, right? I mean, it was that was just unlucky that was just one of those things the day was kind of going that way when when he dropped the ball right yeah. about last last week yeah that was yeah. Week. Well, that last week i apologize yeah, 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 yeah. it's all, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah, yeah. sadly all i was playing a lot but i'm like right yeah right yeah yeah but i mean yeah i think i think teams are just going to take nick chubb away from us that's i mean if i'm the opposing defensive corner that's what i would do too yeah oh yeah he's that good I mean, what they they had what eight nine in the box all game long. Oh yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, they were, they were, they were giving us that. a bunch of different looks. Um, mm-hmm. They were bringing pressure from different places. All the things I talked about us needing to do that we didn't do in the Miami game. I felt like we did some of it this game, but but Buffalo was giving us those kinds of looks all game long. Yeah. Jacoby was doing a nice job of, of finding room in the pocket to, to get out of the way most of the time. But like that, that play you mentioned earlier um, where they where they got the sack. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Jed Wills is kind of like blocking air. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. Was one of those scenarios where they had nine guys at the line of scrimmage. Okay. And, and our five guys are trying to figure out which five guys they're going to block because they were bringing somebody every time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, you know, Kareem Hunt is, is there to, to chip and he completely whiffs on the chip and, and Jed gets nobody. And, and, you know, the next thing you know, Jacoby's on his back. Well, that happened once, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, otherwise I thought they did a really good job of handling that pressure. The, the, the issues with us not putting points on the board were more self-inflicted than yeah. they were pressure from buffalo yeah there were and i mean in buffalo's defense i mean still still had plays like you're talking about and i had fun watching the battle between uh between njoku and jordan poyer yeah and jordan yeah. jordan poyer just flat out knocked him on his butt like the first time they met up <laughs> oh yeah uh, drove him back and drove him into the ground and then I think he yeah. knocked, took a ball, you know, practically out of his hands. That ball yeah. that was kind of up in the air, and then Njoku hurtled him later in the game. And that, <laughs> that was so much fun to watch those two going yeah. at it. That was um, a good I matchup. Could, I yeah. couldn't imagine being a, you know, 190 pound defensive back and watching <laughs> watching Njoku come running at you like yeah. that. And he got up. He must have been four feet in the air on that hurdle. He was. I got to give them just both a lot of credit. They put on a show. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. You know who wasn't a good matchup? James Hudson versus Von Miller late in the game. Oh God. (laughs) He was like a turnstile. Von Miller decided at that point he was going to take over the game, and and I felt sorry for James Hudson. He, He had no help at all. And he was just watching him run by. Oh God! He, you know, Miller is so good with his hands. Like he, he reminds me of like a Steven Seagal movie sometimes when he charges up right. to the guy and the hands are going a million miles an hour, yeah. and he just like a magician. And then the poor lineman, you're right, Hudson is kind of like suddenly, like, where'd he go? <laughs> like he was, that quick, right? <laughs> yeah, was yeah. Something else. Well, you yeah, know, he's not know, he's not the guy you want to face. No. Do you know what I was really impressed with 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 uh, with Buffalo was Milano. Um, their yeah. linebacker and yeah. it was the little things I watched like you know Nick Chubb gets those legs churning and he he was pushing the ball three four five yards past where he got tackled early on mm-hmm. and they're all tackling up and Milano just walked in behind him and lifted his legs off the ground mm-hmm. like it was I saw just, that and I'm like I don't think I've play. ever seen anybody do that I, yeah, he, I was not real so thrilled smart. he did that a few times and I wasn't real thrilled yeah. about it I don't think guys yeah. like getting their legs yanked yeah. like that but uh, I'll tell you, I'll say this, um, you know, we've had improved linebacker play here recently, mm-hmm. um, but we don't have a guy like that on our team. No, 
No, he just his instincts unbelievable. I, I'm hoping it I'm was hoping great to won. see JOK back. I think JOK had a good game. Yeah, um, a, but man, that guy's a, that guy's at a different level. Yeah, I think I think JOK's. I think I think he's he can get there one day because he's he's got the tools. Um, I think he just needs to be able to stay healthy and get that experience and at this level because man, is he is he electric on yeah, the field? Oh, he's just he, a different kind of player, Jody. Yeah. I mean, he he yeah. he's you know. Um, he he's more of a speed, you know, beat you with, um, you know, his athletic ability type of guy, mm-hmm. not a real hard hitter. No, um, no, I mean, although he laid a couple licks. In yeah, I mean, game. he can hit guys, um, but he's not going to like, he's not yeah. going to take the, take a, a you know, a big no. running back out constantly, we, you know, off the we've middle just, all the time. We, yeah. We've just made the, the conscious choice that we're going to go with smaller, quicker, you know, type coverage linebackers and, um, you know, our linebackers just aren't going to get in there and pop a running back in the backfield. It just hardly no, ever happened. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I didn't see much of the, what's his name, the new guy there. I didn't see him on the field much. The new linebacker we just got from Atlanta, I'm blanking on his name right now, Jordan. No. Um, Dion. Dion Jones. Dion Jones. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm thinking the same was, thing. Yeah, I saw a lot of Tony Phillips in this game. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah so I'm not sure who he was getting playing time from. I don't know if that's yeah. because Greg Newsom was out and we were doing different things with the safeties. Well, maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Tony Phillips was on the field a lot. Um, Jordan Kanashik was out there a little bit. Um, yeah, so they they were they were doing different things with the linebackers in this game than they mm-hmm. have the last couple. Um, and, and again, I don't I don't think the linebacker play was all that bad in this game you know no we still have issues with you know the line the, the, yeah. the middle of the defensive line and you know our little linebackers just aren't going to overcome that no no it's it and with our d line if if miles isn't making plays they're it's very invisible they're very invisible to me um and and teams know that so miles is getting doubled and chipped and well we all know he gets held more than anybody i've ever seen and <laughs> football it's unbelievable to watch i don't yeah, know the announcers that, talk about it occasionally but every yeah. replay that you look at you see somebody just grabbing his jersey oh. or something or just holding his arm or yeah. whatever i mean it's just constant it's true and you know what i, I know I, I i complain about a lot but my my nephew is a chargers fan he watched the game with me down in uh in cleveland and uh he said right and he kept saying oh you're a homer you're a homer but then he watched the game and he says he said, "Oh my God, he's, there's there's points in the game where he's getting he's getting tackled. He's right. guy's got two arms oh, yeah. around him. He he said, no. He goes, you're not you're not being a homer. He he goes, now that I'm paying attention to it. Oh my God, he gets held a lot. It's like, yeah, well, I'd help, I'd hold on for dear life too if that guy if that guy was in front of me too. So I don't understand why they let it go. I mean, it'd be one know. thing if teams. I mean, you know, if he's, I can understand teams." not allowing him to get in there and sack the quarterback every play. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, instead of officials just letting it go, you know, call it and make the yeah. teams make an adjustment, make them put two or three guys on him yeah. to take him out um, and make him make that adjustment. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just I, I not right. That. That, it's just not right that they can just, you know, have one or you know, one guy on him and, you know, and maybe a back and just have somebody just tackle him. Yeah. And it's it happens right. constantly. Yeah, you're right. It happens constantly all game too. And, yeah. and, and it's, and it's not like it's, you know, I know there's holding on every play, but these are blatant holds. Like, like I've, yeah. I've seen him almost get his mask torn off, like pulled across the side of his face and no call. And it's just, it blows my mind that they, that they get away with it. Um, and, and a lot of these plays could be big time game changing plays, right? So it's pretty frustrating. So we're frustrated. Imagine how frustrated he must be. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I think the solution to that is, you know, we need some elevated play from the rest of our defensive line. 100%. Yeah. And if, if we get, I mean, and, and, you know, Jadavian Clowney has, you know, he has a role out there, okay, and, and and he's good in his role, of, you know, of, of setting that edge and stopping the run when it comes mm-hmm. to him, okay. But he's not the guy that's going to take the pressure off Miles. No. And no. certainly nobody else on that defensive line is taking the pressure off Miles. So um, until we can figure that part of it out, um, 
Miles is just going to be tough sledding. You know, he's, yeah. he's going to get he's going to get triple teamed oh. and held and everything else because yeah. they literally don't have anybody else to worry about. I think that's what bothers me so much during the game is like when you see him get two, three guys at time, you know, he's got two guys on him and suddenly a chip or, you know, he demands so much attention. Like, yeah. how is, how are we not getting pressure? If three guys are well, two and, or three and, are focusing yeah. one every time. Yeah. You got to figure somebody else has to where, be practically unblocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, need, that's where I've had an issue with, with the defensive game plan, yeah. the defensive philosophy. Okay. I mean, and I know what analytics tell you to do and I, and I, and I understand that, you know, they're, the overriding concern is taking away the big play and keeping you in games and all that kind of crap that the NFL espouses week in and week out. Okay. Yeah. But when you've got a player like miles Garrett, you have to feature him. Yeah. When you have a high caliber set of cornerbacks, you have to feature them. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, and I've, I've the, the Miami game for me, just brought that all into focus because we were playing it safe the entire game defensively and just getting burned constantly got killed. Okay. Um, you know, you, you watch what Buffalo did to Jacoby. They Mm -hmm. constantly put pressure on him. Okay. Um, we choose our spots. Okay. But more often than not, we're dropping back in coverage because we're trying mm-hmm. to avoid the big play. Okay. And, yeah. and, and you know what, that will get a defensive coordinator fired in this town. Yeah. yeah and fired agree. most anywhere. Yeah. And, 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 and the Browns lost on field goals this past yeah. week. They did. They lost because they gave up six field, six goals. field goals. Right. You know, because yeah, I mean, they, they let they, the Bills move they, the ball. They got, you know, the Bills had some really good field position. Um, you know, we yeah. turned the ball over. We mm-hmm. had terrible punts. Um, you know, all kinds of things happened. We, you know, we didn't convert on fourth, fourth and one. Um, you know, so they they had good field position, and, and that puts your defense in a tough spot, right? Mm-hmm. But I still think, you know, when you're down twenty-eight to ten with six minutes to go, um, put some pressure on the quarterback. And, and you know, I think they they did that pretty well early in the game. And you could see the frustration on Josh Allen's face at times. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Um, they they did a terrible job of that against against Tua. Oh, um, so so you yeah, know, they did. I want that, this that team to find to that personality. That yeah. personality of our defense has to be that hey, we have we have the premier pass rusher in the league. We have two shutdown corners working on yeah. a third right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, let's let's do what these guys are best at. Let's yeah. make teams beat us based on our strength, not yeah. on playing it safe all the time. Yeah, that playing it safe. I mean, the last two years with with Woods, um, it, it it is frustrating. Um, and and I think it goes to what I was mentioned before with Stefanski. You know, the adjustments. It seems like the you, you wait for it the whole game. Okay, when like. Where's the adjustment? We, they've burned us on plays like this two or three drives in a row. Like, where's the adjustment? And I think you're hearing it from the players now, too. So who who was it? Miles had some – I think Miles said something the other game, after the game. And uh, and I saw another quote from an unknown-named player that said the same thing. Just like, we're not adjusting. It keeps happening over and over, and we're not making adjustments. And I think that's that's the piece that's going to get Woods off. So, so let me ask late. you this. Jody, you, I mean, you, you know, you know a little bit about football. Um, who's watching and who should be making those in-game adjustments based on where they're sitting and, and what they're doing during the game? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Woods, I mean, he's got, they've got assistants watching the game. They've got people up in the booth. They've got. Right. Right. They've got lots going on. So I that's where I don't understand where same, but, same thing offensively, same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean with Stefanski last game, it was they got eight, nine in the box. And I was getting so frustrated because Chubb kept getting hit on the handoff or in the backfield without you couldn't even get the legs going. And I was like, why are they calling that play again? Like they got nine in the box, let Jacoby audible out of it. Let like 
call a call a quick play if you know they're coming hard like even when Jacoby got hit on that play when you said uh uh when uh the big left tackle there missed his assignment mm-hmm. if if they had the hot route there and Jacoby knew it was coming like Hunt was wide open like yeah. if it, he took the snap and just turned it through Hunt was wide open but it's almost like they don't make those adjustments and well, they obviously don't make those adjustments, but it's frustrating to watch. And on D, I just find on D, it's the same thing. And then when they finally adjust, it's too late. Because, you know, when I used to play ball or hockey or whatever, you know, defense, when we're playing defense, it's like bend, don't bend, but don't break. And when Woods first came in the league I was, or onto this team, I was like, you know what? It, it seemed like it always took three or four games, five games, and then they fell into place. They did last year. And the year I mean, the year before that. Yeah. But right. now it's bend, but they just keep bending. Like, when are they going to make the adjustments? They the teams keep doing the same thing over and over to again. When are they going to adjust? And it, it, I think that's just so frustrating. Me. And like you said, there's people up watching the game. Like, is nobody talking? Like, where's the communication? What's happening? Right. Well, I guess that, I think that's you, my point. You know, I mean, Kevin Stefanski's on the sideline with a play sheet in front of his face. I don't think he's yeah. the guy that's supposed to be looking for tendencies. No. Not, right, not I think there. you kind of, I think you kind of nailed it, Jeff, with the uh, the fact that the Browns' defense has been very conservative, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think the, I think that's kind of the issue with the special teams too, like I was talking about. And I think if you go back to, to, to last, to last season, the Browns' offense, and now you can blame it on on Baker and how he was hurting that, mm-hmm. but they were extremely conservative. Yeah. Okay. Turn to this season, the Browns' offense is not always conservative. No. So that's the difference. So I think that's what we I think that's what we want to see more of is is you know um, is not just kind of waiting on the other team to to do something in all phases of the game. <clears throat> Like you're right. Yeah, I, th- I think the offense has been pretty aggressive, actually, under Stefanski. I mean, yeah. you know, if you well, look at this season, you look in at, particular, um, I would say. I mean, but you look at him going for it on fourth down, uh, fourth and short. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. he's he's adopted that philosophy as opposed to, to taking field goals, which at times I kind of wish he'd just take the field goal. <laughs> yeah, right? at times. Um, yeah. But that's, you know, that's the benefit of hindsight, right? But, um, you know, I, I think that the, the this year we've seen a pretty aggressive offense yeah. an offense that has some personality we've seen we've seen Nick Chubb flourish in it we've seen wide receivers you know kind of come into their own in it um mm-hmm. and and that tells me that you know we we can develop that same kind of personality on defense i just i just don't think we know what it is right now you know our, yeah. our defense is yeah. just it's so yeah. challenged based on our personnel um in the, in the middle, you know, that, that I, I think we're, we're terrible at D tackle. We're just kind of okay at linebacker. And maybe that's generous. And I think we're <laughs> totally, totally undecided at, at safety. Yeah. You know, we, we've always talked about how Joe Woods you know, three safety scheme is supposed to work and we've never seen it happen. No, <laughs> you know I mean, we, no, it's and, never really if, worked well. If you look at who the the, the consistently the weakest lengths have been um, on the defense, it's been our safety play. Yeah, and, and they're and, always yeah. standing looking at each other. <laughs> they're always looking yeah, at each and, other and, when something happens. And I mean, like, that, oh. that's roughly the equivalent of trying to run an offense without Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, the Browns have, believe it or not, another game coming up on uh, on Sunday. Uh, they will entertain the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buccaneers have uh, kind of been up and down this season. They've, they've won their last two games against, uh, let's see, I think uh, the last game they won was the, uh, was the Seahawks and the, and uh, beat the Rams before that. And I think they had a couple of losses before those two games um, didn't write all that down. Got to be honest, guys. When when the Browns are three and seven, I'm more interested in kind of looking at how the Browns play than than who they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just you know, so I looked up a little bit on the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are five and five. Um, you know, I think they've had some injuries at wide receiver and that, but uh, 
you know, they've, they've still got the same guys, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, um, and, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's throwing for uh, um, 2,800 yards uh, compared to about 2,400 for Jacoby Brissett. Brady's only got 12 touchdown passes to 11 for Brissett. Um, so, uh, of course, Brady's only got two picks um, on the whole season. Um, Jacoby's got five. Um, again, I'm not saying they're the same player. I don't want any letters written to me oh, saying I'm comparing yeah. Brissett to Brady. I'm just saying where they are at this point in the season. Um, Brady's been without some of his top receivers, and I know some people have said he hasn't looked good this season. So um, I honestly haven't seen him play much this year. So um, so just kind of throwing his numbers out there for, for, um, for what they are. Um, Leonard Fournette's rushed for – 462 yards, but he's got 315 yards receiving. So, you know, he's a guy who can hurt you a couple ways. Um, and then uh, Mike Evans got 671 yards receiving. Chris Godwin, 475. But I know Godwin's missed some time. I'm not sure about Mike Evans. I think maybe both those guys have missed some time on the season. So, um, I, I guess with the Buccaneers, you know, you – They've won two in a row. Um, you wonder if they're, you know, if they're forming into shape or not. Um, if, for me, it's it's more about the Browns and and if the Browns can play their game, you know, um, than it is about the opponent at this point. Um, yeah, I think I, I think the Browns are are through, and and I'm not dis, disrespecting the Buccaneers, but I don't think the Buccaneers are 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 uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills, um, as far as how good they are right now. So to me, the, the toughest part of the schedule is over. And, and I, I feel like if the, I feel like the Browns could win in any of the rest of their games, I'm not saying they're going to win all of them or any of them, mm-hmm. but I feel like they have a chance in any of the rest of their games, um, depending on how well they play. So, yeah. um, so how do you guys feel about the Buccaneers? Um, what do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure at this point what I know about either team, but the the thing that I know about the Buccaneers is that they are a historically su- successful franchise with a Hall of Fame quarterback leading them. And like I was talking about before, they've got that to fall back on, and mm-hmm. we just don't. No. And I think that's the difference in a game like this. You know, the, look at you know roster talent top to bottom, but what it really boils down to is does a team know how to win? And mm-hmm. I think the Buccaneers know how to win, and we just don't right now. Yeah, I mean they got the most yeah. winning quarterback in in NFL history. I mean the guys look what he's done, right? I mean, and that's that leadership they have there. But I will say this, like, and I and I said this about the Browns for the last three years. Depending on what Browns team shows up, they can hang with any team out there. Yeah, they just need to show up. And you know, I mean, look at that Cincy game a few weeks ago. Like I was like, oh, you know, I hope they keep it close. And and then that, the team we know that's there somewhere showed up, and they were awesome. Mm-hmm. And and then we had two weeks off, and I don't think any. Some of them didn't come back from holidays. I don't know. It was it was just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like, how is that the same team, right? So, yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. I think the leadership of Brady and them, I mean, that's the absolute advantage. But if they get pressure on Brady, if Miles can get to him, and they can get some pressure, make him rush some of these throws we've seen this year when teams have got to him, he's he hasn't been the Brady of the past. So, I think there's always a there's always a fighting chance. And if, if the Browns the Browns team we know and the talent we know that's on this team actually shows up and plays then you know we could be walking out with a win on on sunday yeah so could be you know um if i'm joe woods and i'm i'm reading the tea leaves uh, i've got nothing to lose right now yeah so emptying the toolbox yeah 100 percent there sorry guys i'm looking up the line here uh, tampa bay i think it looks like they're favored by Favored by three, three. I don't know. Three. Maybe that's when. Maybe that's what it opened at. 
I'm not sure Seems how about right. this one. We'll say Tampa Bay's favorite by three. They um, haven't looked anyways. good this year. They haven't. I watched a couple of their games. They haven't looked in sync. Um, they haven't looked great. Brady, Brady looks. He's looked a little off. I know he's put up some. You know, he had a couple of games where he almost threw for 300 yards, but no touchdowns, and he looked out of sync. I mean, with, his, his numbers uh, are good. Yeah. His numbers are good. They're not. You know what? No, they're not. Uh, he doesn't have the number of touchdown passes he would normally have at this point in no. the season. Um, the over unders. Um, 43.5 that's you know that doesn't yeah. seem real high either that's a pretty no. low number so um so all right all right guys let's uh let's let's get some uh let's get some uh guesses out here we'll just call them <laughs> guesses because I, I don't know let's go back to let's look at last week first of all mm-hmm. um we all had the browns losing um but we were thinking it was going to be in the snow. So, uh, 23, I, th- I think, we, I don't know. I think we probably got to give it to, to Vince because he was, uh, he had the, uh, he had the Bills 28-14. So he had the highest total for the Bills and the highest total for the Browns, I think. Yeah. So he was closest. So that trend continues. Um, yeah. So we the guest guest usually wins uh, if we have a winner. <laughs> no pressure, but no um, pressure. we're we're one of us will win one. Um, you know, here before the season's over, I have a feeling <laughs> may or may not be this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but Jody, you're the guest. You get to go first with uh, with your with your pick. You know, um, I'm 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 gonna go with. I'm going to go with the Browns on this. It's kind of like I do my fantasy football team, but, you know, it comes to bite me in the ass at the end of the year all the time. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to call it a, a 31-24 win for the Browns. All right. So, uh, so Jody's taking the over and the Browns. Jeff, what do you have on this one? Well, uh... You said three points. I think it's probably going to move a little higher than that. Um, but I look for the Browns to to cover on this one. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, 23-20 Buccaneers. So that, that just barely gives me the under. Mm. Okay. Are you sure? You sure you're going with the under? <laughs> no. <I'm never> sure. <laughs> the one thing you can be sure of is that whatever I pick is going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to go with the over. I think I think it'd be close. Um, I'm I'm also going to go with the Browns. I I can't pick against the Browns two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm going to say. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm going to say Browns 27, Buccaneers 20. Okay. We'll see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. I'm just we'll going to see what happens. I'm just going to go out on a limb and tell you that um, the last three Browns Buccaneer games have all been low scoring. Ooh. Well, now you tell us. I mean, no yeah, wonder you don't want to work. No wonder, well, no wonder it's 43.5, but I mean, I, I'm only picking right. 47 points. Jody's yeah. picking a little higher, but I'm going a little well, higher. You never know. You yeah. never know. Warm I guess other, we'll see what the weather's team, like. Too. Warm weather team playing in the cold and mm-hmm. Browns are having their issues, obviously. I'm, I'm really thinking this is going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we yeah. shall see. We'll see how it goes. It should be yeah. fun, though. I'm looking forward to this be my last one of the year, going down for the last one of the year. So, I'm, well, uh, pretty excited. We hope, uh, we hope you get some decent weather. I don't know what the weather's going to be like through to Sunday. I know it's nice uh, next several days, anyway. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it's not too bad. Too bad mm-hmm. for you, Jody. But I grew up in Thunder Bay. You know, I'm not. I'm not too worried. <laughs> You're not affected. By that, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too worried. You're not yeah. worried about it. Yeah. I'm not worried at all. So. Yeah. It's uh, well, it it should be fun though. Yeah. Well, Jody, we appreciate you joining us tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, um, how about if you uh, uh, leave us with some 
parting words, any words of wisdom or anything you'd like to say? In closing? <laughs> well, you know what? First of all, thanks for having me on. It's uh, been a pleasure. Uh, I've been Absolutely. following you guys for a while and, uh, you know, getting to know you, Rod. And, and uh, you know, it's been it's been great being able to do this. So thanks for having me on. Um, and to uh, all our our Browns uh, family out there, just, you know, just keep sticking in there. Uh, you know, one thing people can't call is this bandwagon fans, right? And uh, yeah. and when we do, when it does finally happen, it's going to be glorious. And uh, it will be worth the wait. So, you know, keep cheering and uh, try not to tear each other down too much on social media. <laughs> it's a little crazy on there some days. So, Excellent. But, but that would Excellent. be my, uh, you know, and uh, happy holidays to everybody down in the States. You know, have a great, safe, safe holiday weekend. Great stuff. Uh, Jeff, anything you'd like to say in closing? It's always darkest before the dawn. There you go. Hang in there, fans. It's yeah. Coming. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to get better as Jeff picks the Browns to lose yet again. <laughs> <laughs> but we got us surrounded this week so uh, that's right. so we, we could, one of us could pick up a win so anyways uh well we appreciate everybody listening this has been the browns blitz and we will catch you next time